Welcome to America's Horse on America's Trail with the Mustang Discovery Ride. I'm your host, Julianne Neal. With a goal of 5,000 miles, 5,000 Mustangs, the Mustang Discovery Ride team hopes to bring attention to adoption into appropriate homes for these living legends. Enjoy the ride. Hi, this is Claudia. Today's episode will be about Lisanne and doing a flashback all the way back to Colorado about the Mustang Discovery Ride. I'm Julianne, and we look forward to finishing up this ride in about a week and a half. Actually, we don't really look forward to it because we're not ready for it to end. But in today's episode, we do have a flashback with Lisanne. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you next time. And I saw you had a sale recently, so that's good. People need to know they need to buy their shirts. Yeah, yeah, I need to have another one here soon. Uh, getting back on the trail solo without a support truck, it's required a lot of extra gear. Some of it I had, another, there's one mega thing that went missing. Uh, yeah, but anyways, got, got that replaced, so. Not what you need, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm glad that glad you had a chance to talk today because you're getting ready to head out and riding on down the road and hitting the rest of Colorado. So before you tell me about that, it's been a minute, hasn't it, (laughs) that you've been just having to sit. So you've been at Danny's. Yeah. So uh, Danny, now King, uh, was a really good friend of mine back in high school. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been good to hang out with her a little bit. I haven't really been there very much. Uh, and when I am there, I'm pretty, pretty busy. So, yeah, I've just kind of been all over the place, just trying to get stuff prepped and dealing with different obstacles along the way. So, yeah, well, before we talk about any obstacles, you've had some great meet and greets and film screenings and all that kind of stuff. So tell me about there was one at a sanctuary and I was really excited to hear about that one. Um, they're just starting it up, I guess, Cynthia and them. Yeah. So, uh, Rocky mountain Mustang refuge, uh, it was super cool to be there. Um, it was really cool because it, it just ended up being me and my videographer there. Um, we didn't really host an event. We got a private tour though of everything Ooh. and it's stunning. I mean, it's absolutely a super, super beautiful place. So, uh, yeah, it's really cool what they're doing. Um, so they aren't actually a sanctuary. Uh, they're calling their place a refuge um, because they aren't taking in like unwanted horses and horses that need um, sanctuary per se, but they're taking in horses directly from the BLM so they can adopt them out of holding and already give them a home and a good space out on their 2000 acres. So yeah, really, really cool place. And uh, they, they're just developing everything and it's very young, but uh, just to see all of the good there is really incredible how it's all coming together. So I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, it's really great to be around like-minded people that just want to help these horses get out of holding. So yeah, I uh-huh. really, really enjoyed my tour of the Rocky Mountain Mustang Refuge. Very cool. Well, you mentioned videographer and I know Susan De Silva has done a lot in the Colorado portion of filming and all that. And so uh, she told me that she's got some great footage from that day. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. That's going to be nice. And then you went to um, Terry and them did have a meet and greet on Friday, right? 
Yeah, they did. And, uh, you know, it was something that we threw together really fast. Thank goodness for Lisa on the other end of things, Lisa Dearson. Because, uh, I mean, I got put together within under a week. And then I got two news interviews on the local news here. So that was really cool uh, to get the word out for that. And it was actually a pretty good turnout. Um, we had Kayla, I think her last name is Stone. Mm-hmm. I show up with her Mustang and she did some amazing stuff uh, while I just yammered on for usual, but uh, she worked her horse riding completely at Liberty, even did some jumping and went through an obstacle course. And it was really, really cool to see, um, you know, she does a great job of showcasing the Mustangs. Uh, one thing that I also really wanted to highlight too, is Cherry uh, and her husband, like <clears throat> they're, they're a little bit older, but you know, they really care and love for these Mustangs and they did it the right way. Uh, they adopted a Mustang and then they got, um, they hired a professional Mustang trainer uh, to t- train their horses and get them started. And then uh, they started taking lessons with that trainer to understand like how that horse works and operates. And then to keep improving, uh, Kayla actually comes to their house once a month now to kind of keep them updated on like training and working with them and their horses. So that way they can keep progressing. And I just really, really love uh, the way that they chose to adopt Mustangs because it was so responsible uh, in terms of education, you know, like they didn't know much. And she had come from a background of training thoroughbreds uh, for the racetrack and different things. And so like, even though she had training, she still sought out a professional um, to train their horses. And I just think that's so great that they continue the lessons and uh, they keep learning and growing with their Mustangs as, as they all get a little bit more experience. So I mean, if there's any new people out there that really want to adopt a Mustang, that's the way to do it. Hire a professional. And then along with your Mustang, take lessons from that professional because, uh, I mean, it just grows leaps and bounds and improves your bond too. So. Absolutely. So, and I'm glad you had a crowd for that. And you have, you've had a lot of news reporters come out and some horse people, some not, it sounds like. So tell me about that. Yeah. Uh, I was on another news segment that ran from 5 to 7 a.m. in the morning. It was a live news broadcast, except for they showed up and uh, where we were at, we didn't have great service. So we ended up shooting like little segments and then uploading them. Um, But, you know, I got to say, I'm really proud of my team, too, because I walked out there at 430 in the morning. It's pitch black. Uh, They're on 40 acres. And uh, I just called their names and they showed up out of the dark and um, they let me halter all of them including Abilene, the boys, I mean, not a big deal to halter, but really cool that Abilene's in this huge space. And like, uh, she's really enjoying herself and it was pitch black at night and just, yeah, I'm really proud of my team, but it was really cool. Um, there are two news reporters that showed up. Uh, one of them had a little bit of horse experience. She was really excited when I offered her to ride. Uh, then, uh, the, the gal behind the camera, I'm so bad with names, but, uh, the gal behind the camera was scared. Like she touched the horse and she jumped back like she got electrocuted and she just touched like her shoulder and she just thought that it was really weird and bizarre. And she told me she'd ridden a camel before. And I was like, well, if you've ridden a camel, you're going to ride a Mustang today. So, um, yeah, that was a really, really cool interaction hanging out with those two gals first thing in the morning. So uh, I really enjoy the segment that they they shot. Um, and, you know, they both got to ride Finn. So really happy Finn's still just being a great ambassador and showing people how cool Mustangs can be. Um, so that was really cool between the two of them. And then the next one that came out in the afternoon, different news reporter, she was with Fox 21 news. Um, 
she came out, she actually owns a horse, so she had some horse experience. Uh, but she she asked me a question that hasn't been asked quite yet by any news broadcaster. And she asked me, uh, how do I feel about the ride ending here in a few months? And it, <laughs> it made me cry. Like, I'm a little anxious. Like, I feel like we're really on the downhill slide now that we're here in the Rockies. And, uh, you know, when you're in Delaware, like, the Rockies are so far away. And it's monumental to be here right now. I'm even tearing up just thinking about it. So, uh, yeah, crazy crazy that the I mean that one reporter really struck a chord and uh has me a little anxious about the ride ending I don't know that I'm ready even if it is four months away oh well that I it gave me chills when you just said that because it seems like <laughs> yesterday we were on the beach and we I Colorado was so far off the parade you know to, out of my mind and didn't I can't imagine how you're feeling so so yeah I mean you three three states after this and um, and there you go. But hey, you could always turn around and ride back if you wanted to. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take a season off, you know, at least a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. I do. I think you should. Oh. But yeah, so you mentioned team, and you got a lot of changes within the team. I so Katrina had to leave, and now David and and Claudia here might be coming back. So there's a lot going on. How how has all of that affected moving forward um well i mean we haven't mentioned where my truck's at right now i don't have a truck for the support driver to drive so did you uh, want to talk about that (laughs) a little bit so uh i really messed up i had a pretty good blonde moment uh i put def on my diesel tank and everything is super booked out here. So like they aren't even able to look at it until three weeks. So it's only been like 10 days. So uh, maybe by the end of this week, they'll look at it by chance. So hopefully that happens. But, um, you know, Susan does stuff like she came out, she saw, shot some great stuff, but like she has some health stuff that she can't really be away from like refrigeration and a few modern improvements very long. So uh, she wasn't able to join. Um without the support truck and trailer. Uh, and Katrina, same thing. Uh, she just went home and turns out she got a little homesick and, you know, I totally understand that. So she's, she just drove, started driving back today, uh, with her little kitten Gucha in tow. So that's cute. Um, I'm really happy for her, but yeah, I just, I mean, I've been so anxious to get back on the trail. I think we've been stopped three or four weeks. I really haven't really ridden since Missouri and that was a long time ago. So, um, I mean, the horses and I were all really out of shape, so we're going to take it slow, but I'm actually really eager and really excited to be riding alone for a little bit. Uh, as much as I love all the people and doing all the events and stuff, that's how we get more horses adopted. Um, for me, this trip really, uh, a big thing is the connection that I have with my animals. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited for it just to be me and them for a little bit and not dealing with any people. So <laughs> especially because we're getting out into like more public lands and stuff. So I'm excited to get back to my roots and start camping and feel a little bit more at home among my animals and not so much of like putting on the face every day and having a camera in my face all the time. Um, I do have a bunch of filming equipment though that I'm excited to take on the road. I uh, yeah, from a podcast way long ago, I did shatter my phone back in Ohio. 
no, no, Indiana. The no, 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 it was Ohio. The day we were leaving Ohio. Okay. Anyway, shattered my phone, but I, I have a new phone which has a better camera. But I also have my old phone still with me that has a lot of extra storage space now. So uh, I'll have a couple of options along with the GoPro. So pretty excited. Yeah all of that. So I'm not too worried about like the filming being out on the trail alone. So I'm pretty excited for it, honestly. Well, I, I have to say the same thing because I know I, when I first heard that you were kind of moving forward and the support truck was going to be out of it for a while, I was like, ah, that's scary. But, you know, I have to remind myself, you used to do this all the time. You know, you've ridden by yourself before. And so it's not like it's the end of the world. And I know that that's really what you've been wanting is to get off the grid for a bit and to spend some time with your horses. And Karen just did the same thing with hers you know, riding to Moab and people do it all the time. So, so are, are you nervous at all? Or are you feeling really, really good about it? Yeah. I mean, I'm not really nervous at all. Um, I'm just so anxious to get back on the trail. I'm super excited. Um, you know, I think a lot of people get really stressed out about worst case scenarios and I feel pretty comfortable, um, in terms of like equipment on what I have for worst case scenarios as well. Uh, you know, it's a big deal to travel with, I have both a satellite phone and a, like SOS satellite device. Um, I'm trying something new versus like the Garmin inReach stuff, but the Zolio, I'm really excited to try it out. So um, I've been doing some testing over the last few days, just making sure uh, that all the gear and everything works. So pretty excited about that. And, uh, you know, I have some really good dogs with me and I have some really awesome Mustangs. So uh, I've been carrying all of this packing gear with us since Delaware and like, I've never packed my horses this whole trip. So right. uh, you know, it's a long time to carry it, especially when you're moving all the time. It's a bunch of gear to carry and pack around without having ever used it. I mean, all the pack saddles and panniers and everything. So uh, really excited to finally get, get those and put them, put them to some use. Yeah. And so logistically you're, you're okay with water. I mean, that's what I always come back to. Ah, where's the water. But, um, you kind of map that out before you head out for the day each day. Yeah. So I'm going to play it pretty slow the first few days. Um, just because we all need to get laked up. Uh, and so essentially like, you know, I'll only be doing about 10 miles a day, mm -hmm. uh, and water here. I mean, it's been flash flooding nearly every day. So, oh. <laughs> um, a lot of like the reservoirs are full for this time of year right now. So, um, yeah, but it was great because I talked to a lot of BLM and forest service people, uh, while I was kind of trying to plan everything out and they had already print, like the one BLM guy was just on top of it. He heard I was coming. He had already printed out the map and, uh, on the map, he had marked it all up of like places where he's ridden and he's been, and he's gone out. So, uh, that was really cool to see just how excited they were about what was going to happen. So, um, I'm really excited too, uh, just, just to get out there and yeah, I mean, water is always definitely a big thing, but, uh, we'll stop for water and we won't push it. So we won't take any risks like that. Yeah, that's good. And it sounds to me, I was reading through some of the BLM stuff on their website and it sounds like Utah is probably the one area that it, there's more, more concern about finding water there than anything else. So Colorado yeah. Is probably fine. Yeah. Utah and Nevada. I'll definitely have to have my support vehicle to get across those. But um, where I'm at here in Colorado right now, I'm not too worried about water. It, it's pretty frequent. That's cool. Very cool. And so you'll pack up Abilene and will you ride Chileno still? Is he still the go-to? 
Yeah, so I was trying to figure it out because, uh, you know, I have packed Abilene a little bit, but that was last summer. That was a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, so I don't feel super comfortable putting her in a string yet. Uh, so what I decided is I'm going to ride Chileno. I'll pack Abilene with all the feed and stuff. I won't, I'm not going to put my valuables on her. And then uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to pack Pistachio, who's been packed so much, so many times. He's super awesome. So um, I'll pack him up with all my personal valuable things. And then behind him, I'm going to tie Finn to that saddle. So I'll have like one string down one side and then Abilene on the other. <laughs> that's probably pretty uh, wise. That's, that's my game plan to move move with four animals solo right now. So now so, you have a tent. Who who packs the tent? Or do you even worry about a tent? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got a tent. Now I got everything. I uh, yeah, I'm really excited because I have my fancy bedroll still. Um I yeah, I waffled on what tent to take quite a bit because I have this really cool like one man tent uh, that's so pretty. Like you can open up both sides and like you're still protected from the bugs, but it's uh you get such a great view. Um, but there's not a lot of room in there. And I now have another dog. Uh, <laughs> Zendi. I mean, when I was previously using that tent, uh, I didn't quite have Zendi yet. So that was quite a ways back now. Um, but yeah, so I'm bringing my teepee tent, the one that I bought for the wood stove. I'm not packing my wood stove. I'm not too worried about the cold right now. Um, yeah. 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 So I'll just bring my normal layers. Uh, my sleeping bag is rated to zero degrees. I'm not bringing the negative 35 degree one. That would be uh-huh. too much. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, name of the game is always layers on everything. So I, I'll have all of that. I, I have my kitchen dialed in. Uh, I have a couple jet boil stoves that I cook on. Um, I just went to REI. They always have like the best selection of all like the meal ready foods uh, that are dehydrated that you just add water to. Um, mm-hmm. I have four or five different water filtration systems because that's always my biggest fear is, um, just drinking healthy water. I, yeah, I mean, and quite, quite the technology and, um, yeah, I mean, I feel really good about my gear right now. I'm pretty happy with it. You're it's beaming. I, you're, I can tell you are so happy. You're beaming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's taken me a lot of years to get like the gear and like the experience and everything dialed in you know I I'm 29 right now I'm almost 30 and I you know this trip has been really cool to see just how all of my past experiences have compiled and like led me to where I'm at here today and it's fun to see like I'm a little ADD when it comes to jobs which is annoying to employers for sure Uh, but I've learned so much from all the little different jobs along the way and it's it's really cool to see it all come to fruition right now. Well, I think the cool thing for me is that you mentioned the filming part of it and the equipment and everything else. And I've, I've looked through the footage you've sent me from the GoPro that you had in the beginning and some of the stuff from your iPhone, and you've done a fabulous job already capturing moments. And with everybody else's stuff that's coming in, it's been really neat to see all these different perspectives, but there are always a bunch of people in it and there's, you know, it's you and, and everybody else. And so for me, whatever you catch, I mean, whatever it is on this leg of it, I think is going to be one of the most interesting parts because it's you and it's, it's just you and your team. So that's going to be exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. You know, I think when you're around a lot of people, you don't always get to be yourself. Right. Uh, cause you're kind of put into this position. You know, I've kind of been a little 
well, not even a little bit, but I've been like the leader of this trip. Uh, but sometimes you have to like really suck it up and like push down some anger or like let shit go that like you just don't want to deal with. Yeah, uh, but I'm really excited. Like everything's on me. Whatever goes wrong, that's my fault. I'm very excited about that. Uh, you know, dealing with other people, it's always something. So yeah, for me, this is coming at a definitely a critical, critical moment in the trip because in a lot of ways I felt really burnt out. So I'm excited to continue to keep the trip going uh, and do what I originally set out to do, which is like ride and pack my horses. Yeah. Uh, the opportunity really so far so yeah i think abilene's getting excited every time she talks to the animal communicator tenny gravette uh abilene's always talking about how like she she well she wants to be ridden here lately but i've, I've tried to convince abilene that it's not safe yet we need a better environment where we can be consistent with each other right uh, but i think abilene's going to be really excited to have a job every day and feel super useful so because uh, yeah i need her right now so yeah. 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 Beautiful team. So I can't, cause I sat and debated, you know, traveling with four animals alone solo. That's a, that's a lot to deal with, but, um, they're a really good team and I just couldn't, couldn't bring myself to separate it in any way. So yeah, they have a critical role. That's for sure. Right. Well, and it sounds like, Oh, it'd be so much easier to leave somebody at Danny's place or whatever, but yeah. How do you split them up and how do you decide who to leave? That's, I, I don't blame you a bit. I think that's, that's wise. Keep them together. If I was going to leave anyone behind, I kept coming to Chileno, but then I was like, oh my gosh, I go so slow if I left him behind. Uh, <laughs> that's right. He's your mover and shaker keeping you going down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pistachio is my best pack horse, you know, I can't yeah. leave him behind. Finn's the glue that holds the whole team together. Like Abilene doesn't really mess with Chileno and Pistachio, but her and Finn are best friends and, uh, I couldn't leave Aveline behind because I don't want her to feel abandoned ever again. Like I'm right. really hard to like let her know that she's always a part of the herd and right. uh, she's a part of her family. So, and Finn, I mean, I just, I can't leave Finn alone. Like that's <laughs> my heart horse. So yeah. 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 Uh, going to have probably an easier life right now being on the trail. Unless Aveline like is like, she doesn't want to do something. Then I'll have Finn step up and pack a little bit, but yeah, um, sure. Other than that, I'm pretty excited to have the team that I do right now. Well, good, good. And I mean, obviously, for, for my sake, film as much as you can, but don't kill yourself doing it either. But then, too, okay, when you get to the end of this long stretch of just you, I guess when you start hitting the Grand Junction area and all of that, is that where you connect back up with people and the real world and all that stuff? Or will it be before then? Or you think Grand Junction? Um, I think it'll probably be before then. Um, I talked to Kelly Elizabeth a little bit. So she was a person that was supposed to be a support driver in the very beginning. Okay. Uh, to some extenuating family circumstances. Um, she wasn't able to, but now she's in a better position. So I've been talking to her a little bit. Um, I've been talking to her throughout this entire ride. So, uh, I would love to definitely have her join me out here on the trail. Um, Beyond that, I'm not really sure. Claudia definitely said that she she would come back. But again, you know, uh, it's a little more difficult without a support truck happening. Right. So um, in some ways, it's just easier to to be a little bit solo right now without that truck. Sure. So yeah. um, a lot hinges on the truck at the moment. Right. 
Gotcha. Well, as you do start hitting the real world and people and all that kind of stuff, it'll be interesting if we just never see you again, we'll know that you veered off and decided to hoof it on your own and you liked it a lot better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know, everyone's worried about, you know, always the worst, but I think honestly, if I were to die, I'd die really happy. So (laughs) don't uh, even talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just that's everyone's biggest fear is what if something bad happens but uh you know life is meant to be lived in a big way and so yeah I'm excited to be to be out here living it right now so it's been a lot of hurdles and a lot of obstacles to get there but man I'm so excited um tomorrow I'm moving my stuff and my gear and then Wednesday uh I get to start riding on the trail so that is fantastic Well, I'm so happy for you. If there's anything I can do, let me know. I know you probably can't, but every now and then I hope to hear a little word from Lisa or somebody to to say that you're doing doing well and that everything's going well, but it'll it'll be great. Yeah. So if anyone's worried about me, Lisa will be the person to contact. I have her and my father set up as my like SOS deals. Uh, But Lisa, actually, I have like that satellite device set up to update her with my location every two hours. Excellent. Um, So that'll just send out an automatic update to her. So if anyone wants to get a hold of me, they have to go through Lisa. I'm I'm going off grid and I'm pretty excited about it. (laughs) Well, I'm so happy for you. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. You deserve it. Thank you very much. And, you know, it's just a good testament to the Mustangs and how trustworthy they can be. So, yeah, I wouldn't do this if I didn't trust and love my horses a whole lot. Absolutely. If you'd like to know more about the ride, please visit www.mustangdiscovery.com. If you'd like to support the upcoming documentary or docu-series, please visit jamediaconnections.com. We really do appreciate your support.